All right. So today I'm sitting down with Eric Clark from Where to Hunt Podcast. Thank you for joining me tonight. It is just a, on this beautiful day. To give you a little setting where we're at, we're actually recording at the Train to Hunt event here in the lovely Tyrell Basin. Um, Brian Austin was gladly enough to ask us both to be part of this here. And then also Nate McCree, the owner of this place, is just a humble gentleman and it's really nice to nice to be bought, wanted to be become, brought back. And I've been doing live streams, as you guys have seen. This podcast is going to come out after the event, of course, but it's going to have uh, more value to it. And with bringing talk about Eric here, he's we're going to talk about like what's going on in both of our lives and like what, what kind of brought us together in a sense. But uh, now, what what do you know about the Train to Hunt event? I know what you told me about it and what I'm seeing with my very own eyes kind of unfolding today. So mm -hmm. I, I wish I um, had the time to compete in it. I have a really competitive nature and being here is making me feel like I just want to go jump up. <laughs> but, um, you know, time, time commits our, our struggle. That is very true. And plus you have a little one, a baby on the way, a wife. So your time is very valuable so it's like i understand that's like I, I i got to do a trial run here a couple weeks ago and it really whipped me into shape and it taught me or showed me what i needed to work on and i noticed that my it's like the thing i noticed the most is my knees and it's like I, my my tendons were weak because I, I have a sit down job now I don't, yep. i'm no longer on my feet but so what i learned from is i just i, I took it and i put it in the gym and this way i, I just i have we were luckily for me at my gym we have a stool or bench that I, it's 20 inch well 18 inches high so just just shy of the 20 inch box. So I step up, step down, I do 10 of those, and I go, then I go walk another 200 yards, run 200 yards. But what I do on the incline is I have it all the way to the max up, it's just 15, so it's like I can just feel the, uh, the acid building, the lactic acid in my calves, oh, like, yeah, but it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a good way to, to regain that strength because where I hunt now, it's very, it's, it still has some ridges, but it's not mm -hmm. as deep as my previous uh, hunting property I used to work, used to hunt at. Uh, so it's one of those things where it's like, it was a good learning experience. Yep. And being with Brian, he's just, he's the director of this event. He's gone to several of them throughout the years. Uh, the, there's a couple of people here that are actually been to 13 events wow. all across the country wow. here. Talked to one gentleman, he's, uh, he's on the live feed. He is from Sacramento. So he made it all the way here because this is the last qualifier before the finals in Colorado at the, I'm not, Brian's going to shoot me for this, but I, I can't recall the resort it's going to be at, but it's going to be pretty intense. Can always insert it later, maybe. That's very true. So, do you have any questions about this whole event? Um, yeah, I guess the preparation for it, not just on the training side, but you know, I notice people bring their own bows, they bring mm -hmm. their own packs and things like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the preparatory work that goes into this, you know, when should someone start training? What do you need to get to be able to do this if you don't have some of that particular gear? Because it all looks pretty uniform, but I know it's mm -hmm. all very individual. Well, first off is having a bow, obviously. That's what the whole thing is. And then to getting yourself prepped for it is just doing the, the calisthenics and the endurance. Because that's what really gets you is, is the, the, uh, having the stamina to participate in this. Because as you've noticed, they'll jump over the box, they'll do burpees, then they'll, then they'll do 200-yard run, come back, and then shoot with all of that emotion. Part and of that run is uphill from what it looks like. It too. is. It is uphill. And I've, I've ran it, so it's like it's, it's just a gradual hill up there. And the way that this family's like it's like a family here and it's all about encouragement there's nobody speaks badly about if you have to quit do it it's all about health because it is quite hot today and it's, if you notice that's a very very steep hill it's that a right ski hill resort that we're at for the record so yes. for those that are not sure what we're looking at we're literally watching people hike with a 50 pound pack on their back carrying a bow in their one hand 
and hiking up the steepest ridge of like above them is the the lift carriage <laughs> people just kind of strumming along and they're mm-hmm. down there suffering <laughs> on the hike up oh yes you know it it reminds me of uh california mm-hmm. in uh you know boot camp we had um the reaper and we had this giant giant hill mm-hmm. um that was it looked like the face of a cliff and it was treacherous but okay Back then, I was 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 33 now. And so my mind thinks I could dominate this, and my body would be like, you're an idiot. You yeah. can't anymore. Yeah, it took me, when I attempted the course, it took me a little over 45 minutes because it's like, it's just just walking it all up, walking it up, and then coming back down. It's like, it's just letting myself know. It's like, I, I, I had to be careful because my knees weren't, my tendons weren't strong enough my knees and if i stepped wrong i i it's, it's a long way down and it's like everybody that could possibly come and grab a atv is with me so it's like you have to walk all the way back down yep. grab the atv and run all the way back up that's it's like so it's like well i just got to be taken slow and go from there yep. uh and there's several different classes from it i did write some of these notes in my uh podcast notes from my podcast with uh Brian and Nate. Let's see here. So you have teenage boys from 13 to 15. And they their weight challenge is 30 pounds. That's what they that's what they throw over when they're in, in these little packs. So yep. the sacks. For, then they have to the pack weight has to be 30 pounds too. So they're carrying 30 pounds up the hill plus their bow. And then they also have to shoot too. At the there's, top of the hill too. At the top of the hill, and there's a few other um, targets you have to shoot too. And everything is counted too. So from 12 all the way down to one. Now, when you're here, as we're looking out the window here, these guys are ju- just got done shooting and such. And uh, what they have to do is if they miss, they have to do 20 burpees. And if they make it, then they just they go on to the next thing, which is pretty cool. Then you have the teenage girls, which there isn't any here. And that's from 13 to 15. And they do 20 pounds for the weight challenge weight and the pack weight. Then you have the open class, which goes from 16 to 39, which we would, we would fall yep, into. Yep. Now that's a little challenging because it's 50 pounds for the uh, sacks here. And then you have the pack 50 pounds, all of that. Yep. So, so that's what they do. And the nice thing is Brian has been able to get other archery or shops involved with this. Mm-hmm. So we got lacrosse archery here, uh, with Anthony Schmidt and his team, and they're per- performing in different classes as well. And so he, he did an event there earlier this year. Then he's mostly here based in Madison. And he, he wants to get people in Milwaukee and all the way up in Green Bay. Now, I had a friend of mine, Craig, that is just fitness um, worthy. He's just got the mindset for it. He's just shredded. Mm-hmm. He's a really nice gentleman. Uh, we've been trying to get a podcast together. But now, since we're in the summertime, it's just things have changed for the two of us. And it's like we just and I got the wedding coming up. So it's like my mind is not being able to make all the way up there. We tried doing it this winter, but we get him get an ice storm. So it's like, yeah, I'm yeah, not driving up to Green Bay. Vortex that hit us. Yeah. Oh, man, it, it was rough. But uh, he's I'd like to have him come down here, introduce him to Brian and see how he can become a trainer or a teacher of this because he does CrossFit up there. And it's like, well, this is CrossFit on steroids. The best part is you get to shoot a bow. Mm hmm. You know, it's like the only downside is most uh, gyms don't allow you to do that. I bring, I have the Acubo, so it's like when I'm at when I'm at uh, after work, I go work out. I bring the Acubo with me, and I that's how I just train with that. And it's like it's there's no um, let off, so yep. it's like you pull yep. everything. And it's and all I'm focusing on is the the basics, the fundamentals of feeling all the muscles and such, sure. and going from there. And I li- I really like the Acubo. It's very well designed, it's very simplistic, so it's it's easy to fix. The cool thing is too is they've added a new. Uh, mount for your phone so you can actually do olympic archery and also do hunts with it too oh, that's kind of fun yeah and it's if they have it for android and they have it for apple 
So it's it's a very nice way to do it. And I'm sure, like you were explaining to me earlier about your uh, Where to Hunt app, mm-hmm. you it's, with Apple, I'm probably sure they have a lot of pushback. They have a lot of gates that you have to get through to you know become part of their ecosystem on iTunes. You know, mm-hmm, whereas Android, mm-hmm. it's a little bit, you know, they'll, they'll take anything to some degree, you know, a couple hoops, but not nearly as many. Uh, now, to break down some more of the classes, then we have the men's master. Now, that puts you in the 40 to 30, 49 range, and that's 50, pa- 50 pounds for the challenges. And then you have to do, you have to carry 40 pounds up around. Then you got the men's super masters from 50, from 50 to 59, where it's 30 pound challenge, 30 pound pack. And then you have the men's senior masters from 60 plus which is 30 pound challenge, 20 pound weight. And there's a few out there that are doing it. Um, Fred, he is, I've tagged you in, his vi- and in one of a couple of videos that I post on mm-hmm. online, and he is quite a inspiration because he does Ironman. He's done several marathons and he's doing this right here. And he's only started shooting, he just recently started shooting archery in February. Then he got wow. diagnosed with, with cancer and he beat that. So now he, he here he is today. He's out there, he's, should be coming in here shortly and he's just a he's just a really really nice guy he volunteers he does stuff for veterans he does stuff for halfway houses he's just a very big open a heart when it comes down to this gentleman that's good to see people i can give like that that's mm-hmm. a big heart kind of person yeah and the biggest thing too is like getting back to and to getting back to your question regarding what gear you want to have it's like one you want to have a good solid pack so it's yep. like most of these people that are doing this have the opportunity to go out west or coming from the west to come to east to perform at this event. So you'd want to look at high, nice packs. Like I use a field and stream pack, which is perfect for me. It's like I walked it with my pack through. I didn't put the I didn't. I, I I went up at empty, but I had my ball on there, and it's like I felt confident without with not having to worry about fall off. That's which cool. is the biggest thing. And then people here have the Badlands. They have Mystic Ranches, which is pretty much the premier one to go with because they're, they based their technology off of military and uh, oddly enough, firefighters. Oh, that makes sense. So that's what the, that's yeah. where, that's where their platform comes from. It's, yeah. it's like they need these guys to survive out there. Mm-hmm. So that's what they design them for them. And so then, then now it's, it's only been recently open to the, uh, the, mar- the old public, the public yeah. Because Mystic Ranch has been around forever, and if you want to learn more about it, you can check out Randy Newberg's podcast. They've been on there two or three times, and it's always fun to listen to them about the new gear they have coming out there. And they really pay attention. They have a great lifetime warranty on them. So then shoes, mm-hmm. like that's I don't, an important one. Yes, I don't recommend shoes. Or if you do get shoes, make sure they're very form fitting. So this mm-hmm. way, then you have full control because when you're going down the hills and your feet are sliding forward, well, now you're gonna you have run the risk of getting blisters. You're gonna have um, shin splints. You're just you're gonna. And it rained a lot yesterday. It did. Too, so it, it did. Slicked up the course a bit. Mm-hmm. It, when I came in last night, I saw a lot of down trees and such like that. I don't yeah. know what it was like this morning because I came in last night about nine o'clock and I camped out here in, in the elements. It's like you saw my setup. It's like mm-hmm. just a blow up mattress in the back of my truck and a ten by ten awning, and it worked out great. You no, know? and it's like I, I got a little chilly about four o'clock in the morning, so I threw on some socks and then, but. The, the waking up to the birds is just really cool. It's like, yeah. it's like you're kind of like living the experience of actually going on a backpack hunt. Yeah. And so I had uh, on my show on the Weather Hunt podcast last week, um, mm-hmm. Joe Gilia, which I'm surprised I got his name right. Yes, yeah, right you did. With Elf Rose. Um, and he's out of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got that right too. It's weird how my mind can actually work when I want it to. <laughs> but, you know, this seems like a great event for people. Oh, I see Anthony Hall running past right now. Um, a great event for people that do elk hunting mm-hmm. because it is mountainous it is that pack kind of mentality we have to mm-hmm. have those mm-hmm. things versus whitetail hunter you know a little bit different right yes yeah 
I'm, I've gotten more into sitting in a tree stand, being a ground blind, just because I just, I think I find it a little more of a challenge because it's like, now it's like, I gotta be careful how I call. Mm-hmm. Cause there's been times where I've been calling, I've had animals, a deer walk up behind me and it's like, and then all of a sudden just run off. It's like, oh, well, there goes my hunt for that day. <laughs> Cause it's like the parcel of land I hunt on is only five acres. And it's like, I, I'm at a funnel point for where they bed at and such like that. And last year was a little rough for me cause we had a very wet. So we had a lot of acorns. The, the corn was still in the fields up until November. Mm-hmm. So it was past the rut. And so trying to get them out of there, good luck. I mean, I tried dough and estrus, dough and heat, peak uh, estrus with um, cooks. With cooks the, attraction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. So, yeah. And, and if you listen to my introductions, I always name Where to Hunt Podcast and, and the episode 54, if you want to learn more about it. It's I mean, it's, yeah. it's a really good episode. It's by far one of my favorite ones because the way you walked in through it and organized the questions, it's like it, it, like it changed the way I thought and how I, how I looked at my hunting season mm-hmm. and how I started, how I set everything all up. And so it's just, I'm using that knowledge to tack, out, tack onto it because I've been hunting this property now for four years. I'm yep. still learning things about it. Yeah, the whole idea of, that he presented to me, which was a, a new, it, there's these nuggets that come out of podcasting mm-hmm. that you don't, I wouldn't have known to ask the question to get to the result there, but mm-hmm. through that conversation, he had mentioned Rich, with um, Coast Fatal Attraction um, said, it's like getting inside that buck's head. And now it's a psychological warfare because you're using mm-hmm. these sense of other mature bucks mm-hmm. to draw mm-hmm. them out to say, hey, there's this other big guy in the neighborhood. And the nice and thing I is- I never thought of it that way. And the nice thing is like, like when he was on your podcast, he was using five and a half year old uh, buck urine. Yep. Now it's six it's and a half or seven year, half year. So yeah. it's like now they're much more dominant. So yeah. it's like it's like he just has down and plus it's CWD free. It's mm-hmm. way up in the boonies in, in northern Minnesota, which is good for him. And, it's, and now it's like we've found some traces of CWD just like 30 miles south of where I hunt. Wow. Okay. And uh, the, the DNR, DNR and the 2018 tagged a doe. And it, that doe went over 80 miles. Holy crap. So and it's all long 52 going up to, to Cannon Falls, all the way back down. So it's like considering how fast CWT can spread mm-hmm. by just looking at that data is ridiculous. Yep. The biggest thing is it kind of irks me is that I'm not, I see a lot of dead deer on the side roads and I don't see Iowa going after it. And I don't see Minnesota or Wisconsin checking those down deer to find out they have CWD. Right. Because it's like, it's like it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have, it doesn't take a break. It's year long. Yep. Yep. That's true. Right. It's not like hunting mm-hmm. season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, Eric, why don't you give us a little background on the Where to Hunt podcast? What was the inspiration behind it besides the app? Sure. So it started, um, gosh, I think I created a Facebook page mm-hmm. called Where to Hunt Wisconsin in mm-hmm. 2011. Okay. And, uh, you know, at the time I was working for a web marketing firm in, uh, in Wisconsin and I was really big in search engine optimization. That's what we sold. That's what we did. That was like mm-hmm, bread mm-hmm. and butter. And, you know, so I became really familiar with that. And I had found that the search term where to hunt Wisconsin was the most highly searched phrase, um, you know, as, re- as it related to hunting. Right. And, and mm-hmm. at the time there wasn't really any results. So I would, I was literally trying to actively find, I stumbled on it by trying to find where could I go mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. hunt public property. And mm-hmm, it was before mm-hmm. the DNR had made a lot of their uh, more robust mapping tools. Mm-hmm. It was before MFA was kind of um, busted for, you know, a lot of people kind of landlocking things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. as a result, you know, there wasn't really a community to go to, to actually talk to people about, mm-hmm. hey, have you hunted this area? What does it look like here? And trying to like, lift hunters up and help each other rather than being so guarded about that's mm-hmm. my spot i don't want anyone to know yeah um and so when i launched that you know i went from zero to 
10,000 followers perceivably mm-hmm. overnight. Not wow. Really, but it felt I know what you way. mean. It, it, took a, it took a minute, but that's very impressive. Yeah. And so as a result of that, to me then, um, a friend of mine, uh, Shane, we started something called the Wildernet Podcast. Okay. And this was, I think, 20, 2012 All right. um, or 2013, somewhere right in there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what a podcast was. All right. I'd get in his car and he's pretty nerdy. It's okay that I call him that. And, and, and <laughs> I think we all are at this point in time. It's yeah. like, except we like to go and shoot for food, go yeah. hunt for our food. He's the kind of nerd that can, you know, do database schemas mm-hmm. and programming languages and yeah. whatever. So I'd get in his car and he'd be listening to some, like, what radio station? He goes, it's not a radio station. This is a podcast. I'm like, I don't know what that is, Shane. What is a podcast? Uh-huh. And he's like, well, it's a radio show that lives on the internet and really there's any subject matter you could go to find and like. Mm-hmm. And so I was mm-hmm. looking for hunting podcasts and there mm-hmm. weren't really any at the time. Uh-huh. Um, that I was really drawn to. And I think really at that time it was myself and Mark Kenyon who had mm-hmm. Wired to Hunt. So then yes. the naming convention was really weird because I was Wired to Hunt and he mm-hmm. was Wired to Hunt. And we both had W2H. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we discovered that after the fact. Uh, he obviously you know, had worked for Google, quit his day job and did it full time. And I mm-hmm. did not work for Google, <laughs> nor did I quit my day job. And so yeah. you know, you can see where things ended up. But um, that's how it started. So after mm-hmm. Wildernet, I was like, okay, well, this isn't too difficult. I think the next logical step for me to connect this community further is to let's talk to the community. Let's mm-hmm. bring these mm-hmm. people that are participating onto the show mm-hmm. and let's start to learn. And so that's where it was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and then simultaneously, the app was being constructed and built too. Okay. So, um, you know, I like to bite off more than I can chew and just jump on <laughs> Apparently, it. Apparently, but it, it keeps you focused on it. And like when I when I sat down trying to figure out what did I want to do, because I, I bought this all this equipment almost two years mm-hmm. ago. The mics I've recently just recently purchased because mm-hmm. it's like I recognized I need to have solid qu- quality. But like what is going to make my podcast different? Because it's like I don't want to copy yours because yours is solid because it's like you provide, you get bring people and give them tech, tactics to improve their own hunt for whether you're an amateur all the way up to a pro. Because like listen to some of them how they look at the communities and how they mark the trees and yeah. all the stuff that I picked up over the last six months is like, this is insane. So like, what can I do? And it's like, I've always liked talking about politics stuff and, and science and history and all that fun stuff. Like, yeah. that's what I could do. Because like, that's why like, I brought on Kurt Hennington from Expeditions, which is going to air pretty soon. I got TJ Howie on here, which is, that guy is just so passionate about the outdoors mm-hmm. and his position with it. And today's actually his birthday. So <laughs> awesome. happy birthday, happy TJ. Birthday. And so it's like, Bryce is here. So it's like, he's, he's like, he's giving you a little grief this morning. Morning. So, and when you listen to this podcast, you go, you'll, you can go always give them some grief back. But that's what I thought. What I want to do, and it's like, and I wanted to bring people, and it has like core values, like what really infuriates them. And it's like this could be a good way to bring up the common voter. It's like, yeah. what are you upset about? Talk yeah. about it. And it's like, and as long as you execute it and it's interesting, let's go for it. I've had some podcasts last over over two hours just because we were learning so much off of each other. And it's like, and it's like, hopefully, what we learned was something that could be passed down to somebody that's in. A, in like these young ladies here in the, in the in the room here, because we want to because sh- like I try to keep this as PG thirteen as possible. Yep, There's yep. every once in a while you're gonna hear an f bomb or an s bomb drop, but it's like it's something where I want my daughter to listen to with her friends. Or yep. it's like that's what that was my thoughts behind it because it's like I because like hopefully a dad's listening to this and he's got a daughter that's three or four or five and it's like well maybe this could be a good way to start listening to it and if they could, this is a good way for them to bond over a fun activity because you you make memories outside you don't make yep. memories look in front of a tv correct yep not indelible ones anyways the ones that stand out are the ones where you have an actual experience yeah exactly like yeah, my dad remember that call of duty kill that you got you know but you're gonna remember that buck kill that you got oh yes and you you, know? you you remember all the work up to that and mm-hmm. and seeing him in years before because like the buck i shot a couple of years ago i watched him for three years and it's like and he finally be, became legal 
because in Minnesota, depending on what zone you're in, you have to have four points on one side, which I absolutely like because in this way, then it keeps the breeding age older and you're always getting more of a mature buck because yep. then it's, it's so much more of a fun challenge, but it's not necessarily, it's all comes down to the population. So I was like, well, it is what it is. But uh, but just watching him come in and put in the arrow through him, I was like, yes, all that hard work. And it's like, and it's, it's gratification. It's, yeah, it's like, and people, yeah. people understand it's like the hard work pays off and it, it's still a trophy, but people only see the grip and grin. They don't understand the hours and that you put in behind this and growing him up because it's like you need him to breed and you want to make sure that he's able to breed as many times as he possibly can. Because mm-hmm. it's like, we're, that's our, our main focus, whether it be, uh, Muleys, elk, uh, red stag, white tail, uh, grouse, all that fun stuff. That's our main focus on it. So then you said you also got the Huntland podcast, or give us a little background on that. Yeah, so through the Wear a Hunt podcast, my big um, focus with that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of connecting the community is building relationships. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to do that. And I've, I've met some outstanding people like yourself, right? This Thank you. Appreciate the kind words. Stem from that. And through, through doing that, I met um, a gentleman, Greg Tubbs who turned out that he lived near me. And he had been engaging with the content for a couple of years now. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we were always, let's go shoot bows and let's go shoot bows. And we're always so busy, so it didn't happen. Mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm. he stayed engaged. And then um, through that same podcast, I met Jeff Genke, who used to be on mm-hmm. the Hunting Beast team with Dan Infault. Okay. Um, you know, they amicably had, you know, parted ways with that. And Jeff was looking for some other things to do in that mm-hmm, same vein mm-hmm, of, you mm-hmm. know, creating content and, and educating people. And so him myself and greg tubbs came together we got wings at the neshota clubhouse in neshota a mm-hmm. couple beers and and we started just time kind of talking about well, what do we want to do do we want to do a podcast do we want to and we all decided that step one the foundation layer is let's have fun mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. about having fun first and foremost this isn't about making money we're not going to get rich off this we're not going to put our day jobs this is mm-hmm. just a fun thing and then the next layer on top of that scaffolding is that base layer was let's educate and inform people Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and through practical knowledge, tips, and strategies, and education. And so with that, we, we spun up a Facebook page first. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do logo design on the side, so I mm-hmm. made a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like people liked it, so we printed some stickers, and we're handing those out. You have one now, and Anthony Heller just gave him one, and, and mm-hmm. doing that. And then the next logical step there was Instagram and then the podcast. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so now we have, I think, three episodes but the difference there so where to hunt podcast is a live listener call in so i i do that on facebook and youtube simultaneously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to encourage and promote people to call into the show make mm-hmm. it their show not mine so they can i want to build a platform where the audience can connect with industry experts and personalities mm-hmm. and give them that conduit that they normally wouldn't be able to have for q a style stuff so there's that and then mm-hmm. the huntman podcast there's a lot of great shows out there that are you know, the analog deer cam. You know, we got the working class bull hunters. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. the East Coast guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, East Coast bull hunting podcast. Yeah, Trevor. Yeah, he just, uh, he and I became friends on Facebook. We haven't had a, had a, had a conversation yet, but it's like, but we're, we have the same mindset because yeah. right now it's like, it's it's going to be July. It's it's like, it's, well, us whitetail hunters, the season never ends, it but it's not, like, no. it just kind of tunes our focus even more because yeah. now it's like, how do we spend July, August, and then September? Because like, for me, it's like, I got the wedding, I got the little one, I got trips planned. It's like, I got to figure out how to get out the field because I haven't been out the field since December. Mm-hmm. But it's like I left my cameras out there; they're running great. Because the best part is like I get a, you get a better battery, yep. and then it's like granted, like the, the really cold Februarys really suck on the batteries. But once it warms up, you all of a sudden go from thirty percent batteries all the way up to seventy five percent batteries. Oh, wow. So it's it's and also getting a, high, a a nice quality camera too sure, sure. as well. Um, my newest one I want to try out is Spy Point. I got that for. Um, 
birthday slash Christmas for nice. my fiance. Nice. So yeah, she's she is uh, very supportive of my hobby and my and my passion about this because I just love doing this. This is my way of being Jacques Cousteau. It's like being able to travel around, talk to interesting people. Because like just to think of like. In his day, if he had this technology, he's going out all of a sudden. He's like, that's our Steve Rinella and Randy Newberg. But yeah, it's like, yeah. he's much more world-renowned because he's going to the Mediterranean. He's going down to Brazil, Chile, all that cool stuff. Yeah, which is, makes for interesting content. But mm-hmm. you know, So the, the way that you're doing it, I admire and appreciate because physically driving to have the person, in-person conversations, mm-hmm. it adds a, um, you know, a different element to the podcast that makes it a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, so for example, I had Dan Infault on the show, and first I did it through a call-in, uh-huh. and it was good. It wasn't bad, but the night and day difference between having Dan on a phone versus in my house mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we did the second show, yeah, night and day, um, way better. So I know mm-hmm. that element is really important. Um, to get back to like the the Hunland thing is yes, there's all these great podcasts. D Rock is I'm talking to D Rock on the way out here with the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, such a great guy. Yeah, D Rock is hilarious. He's, he's cool. And and anyway, so like. Huntland is a five to 15 minute quick hit podcast. And we're going to introduce some long form, like maybe once a month or mm-hmm. once every other mm-hmm. month, depending on time. So we can get some more deep, deep, deep rooted content. All right. But you know, for us, um, it's about doing things different rather than better. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do another, um, hunt camp podcast better than working class and better mm-hmm. than East coast. We don't mm-hmm. have that time commit. I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to do a better interview interview style podcast right now mm-hmm. than some of the mm-hmm. other ones that are out there. So we looked at the whole segment as a whole and thought, what can we do different? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no one's doing quick podcasts. They're all the other ones. Yeah. Right? It's all long form conversation. So we're not trying to take all this ear share away from that. We're mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. everyone's busy, including ourselves. If we give someone a 10 to 15 minute podcast, they can oh, just yes. consume it really easily. No problem. It's very true. And and then they can replay it and replay it and replay it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's interesting. And actually, um, the date today is June 29th. So as of July 1st, we bring on our first sponsor for Huntland, which is Gumleaf USA. Very cool. Congratulations. Yeah, which is, but it's really cool. We're happy to do it. They're, um, European handcrafted. Each boot is made by hand in Europe, and they're mm-hmm. imported here to the U.S. And they're um, 100% rubber boots, so they're not. Um, they don't have this other material, PVC mm-hmm. plastic. So mm-hmm. kind of like lacrosse, you know, because like when they when they uprooted that to to Oregon, I understood mm-hmm. that. But then when it, the uh, I can't remember the, the Japanese company, then they moved moved all that over there, and it's like Danner boots are awesome. Lacrosse yeah. are just too expensive for what they are. And it's like I like the higher quality stuff because yeah. like us as hunters. We appreciate the hard work in it because it's like you're you're building a brand, you're building a family in a yeah. sense. And and so I, I've got to try them on because before we stepped into that, we said to step into it, huh? um, pun intended. We actually mm-hmm. try the boots out, and I equate it. My personal subjective opinion on it is that they are the they are the comfort of Crocs, but in a boot, you get the flexibility, the grip, mm-hmm. and the, the mm-hmm. durability that they're not going to get punctured, they're not going to wear out. Um, so we're excited to see where that goes. But in any event, you know, that's what that's all about mm-hmm. um and, and things are just progressing really rapidly there um you know it's it's taking off a lot faster than my mind did for where to hunt so it's uh-huh. that's a team effort i think that's what having two of the people on there does that's know. what i agree 100 percent because all the sponsorships that i that i that i've been able to think these are people that i it's like i they don't pay me i i pay them because it's like i love their product they're tried and true they're american made or veteran owned it's 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 what i like it's like i want to promote stuff that's here stateside because guess what our taxes get like that that money stays in, in inside the the country yep. and it helps us as a whole to avoid another recession yep that's cool and i like your your ability to navigate those types of topics that's one where i don't have 
for that. And I brought some some people on from uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, Wisconsin chapter, mm -hmm. um, Jeff Gerard, um, twice now, and he's able to take me through some of those topics. That's why I sat down with TJ because TJ is very well knowledgeable on how to work around it and make sure everything's well educated. Because like listening to him and his listening to his passion about dealing with the railroads, because like the railroad situation affects me the most because I live in La Crosse and it's like the BNSF railroad right. controls yeah. all of that riverfront that we can't get over because like if we cross it. We get in trouble for in it. Trouble. Yeah. I'm sure people do it, but you know, then you get in trouble. You're like, what? <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or they don't know, don't realize that that's what's going on here. And it's like, and it's great. It's just great. And it's like, I being part of this outdoor community. It's like you just the way you get into it. You just, you just got to insert yourself. Start but talking you, to people. Yeah. That's essentially how it is. And it's like I got my start in the outdoor industry five years ago by a gentleman named Toby Lumberg. And, mm -hmm. and what he introduced me to was the diamond people, which I'll show you on my boat with me. And what it is, is he thought he wanted to create an iron site, which was easy, fast um, uh, alignment and more easier to um, find your target acquisition mm -hmm. quicker. And it's and in his, his company's name's uh, Red Dead Outdoors out of cool. Cody, Wyoming. Yeah. My whole idea was getting on Twitter. It's like, I wanted to meet people where I, where I knew that you had to have a guide, where I didn't have to pay for a guide service and just meet, meet people. It's like, yep. cause that's, that's like, that's what I want to do. Cause like one day I'm going to be in the, in the, uh, old folks home. It's like, I want to remember it's like this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and stuff like that. Cause it's like you, you the world, the, our life is so short and I want to live the most of it. And, uh, when I reached out with Ryan Nord, uh, Nordahl from um, Osseo, this gentleman, he is living the life to the fullest. I mean, he has his family, he has his business, he also does his epic whitetail wilderness um, habitat. And it's like the way he analyzes things is like he's so super laser focused. Mm -hmm. I, I just sitting down with him, it's like it's just great. And we, we, we had a, a nice discussion about spiritual, spirituality and mm -hmm. God, stuff like that, how it's played a role in ours. And, and, and it's just, it was a really fun podcast. And it's like the guy is definitely passionate. It's like, I do. I want to do the exact same thing with this podcast and meeting people and, and driving the two hours to come to this to here and camping out in the wilderness and, and enjoying all this is just fantastic. Yeah. There was a, a raccoon. And it's like I wish I would have seen it because then it's like it'll put it into it. There's a raccoon <laughs> jumping through uh, yeah. Nate McCree's garbages and stuff like that. And I wake up and it's, it's just garbage man. all over the place. But I I, I, I did my, I did my due diligence, pulled all that garbage up, threw it in there, and put it back in there. So this way nice. it's good to go. Nice. So where's where's um now you said. You are also merging something else too? Yeah, so I can, I finally am starting to talk about that more because it's been in the works for close to a year. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, assuming all goes well, it, it's, you know, I equate it to closing on a house until you have that key in your hand, mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. done, right? Mm -hmm. And in fact, I got to experience that firsthand. We bought a new house um, this last winter. The buyers we had for our, our um, existing home at the time, Mm -hmm. The night before closing, we were going to go close on the house at nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. And the night before at 6 p.m., we found out that the buyer of our current home at the time lost his job. And so Ouch. then the whole deal fell through and we had to go find another buyer and go through it all over again. And so, mm -hmm. you know, as far as the merger and acquisition so goes. So be it's best to leave it on the burner until it's actually ready to, it's to, done. To, so, to enjoy it. Yeah, and I had talked to a couple different um, publications. So there's some canned um, written stories that are ready to go once mm -hmm. the, the deal goes through. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But to give you the long short of it, essentially, where to hunt, um, the technology that is the where to hunt app. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, and there's probably many that don't because mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of marketing dollars to pump out to the whole mm -hmm, country. Mm -hmm. um, that started as an app for me to here, let me back up more, I guess. I hunt public land 
exclusively and almost mm-hmm. primarily. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that I'll ever hunt private land unless someone gives me access to it. And even mm-hmm. still, it's not mm-hmm. common. So um, when I go out to public property and yeah. I get in my spot, you know, back then it was a red flashlight, right? Someone would mm-hmm. a whistle at you, whatever it was, to notify you that, hey, I'm already here, pal. Keep keep going or vice versa, right? You would mm-hmm. be the guy. I'm sitting right here. Don't come by me. Please mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I, I had this epiphany, like, there's got to be a better way. We all have cell phones with us now. Mm-hmm. This isn't new stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do the digital version of that, quote, unquote, red flashlight. And I thought, you know, it would be neat if I get to a parking spot on a public property. I see these other vehicles. I open up an app, and I could see where these other dots were. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that the response initially um, when I released the app was, why would I share my spot with someone? I don't want them to come where I'm hunting and take that from me. My approach is... I want to stay away from these people if I see some dots on the map. Oh, yes. I can understand that yep. completely. And so that's the, the premise of the app. And mm-hmm. then, you mm-hmm. know, after the first version, I got that visual response of, you know, I'm not going to share my spot. You know, I created a private version um, where you can go into a private group and you can use it amongst your own hunting party. Okay. Incognito of the rest of the public community. Mm-hmm. So there's two kind of versions of it that exist. It, it's free to use. There's no point of entry. You don't have to enter your email. You don't have to mm-hmm. give me mm-hmm. any information. You open it and it starts working instantly, just like yeah. that. There's no um, friction, and I like that about it. And some people say I'm missing out on all sorts of email capturing and marketing, and I don't care. I mm-hmm. want to do what's mm-hmm. right by people and just make it easy. So it's totally anonymous unless you pay for the group feature, and at mm-hmm. that point you mm-hmm. make some generic username and you can use it amongst your own hunting party. Makes sense, yeah. Yep. I, I I don't use the app because I, I hunt primarily private because yeah, it's like not need, then. yeah because yeah. it's, it's it's not necessarily for me but it's like i would when i when i actually have to be able to go out because you've seen how big my truck is that is not a cheap vehicle to drive so it's like right. i have to be very strategic about it so I, and if i if i had a much more fuel efficient vehicle then i'd be able to make these trips to yeah, you might so, get a prius there yeah well <laughs> what we do when i shot uh my uh, my wife's my fiance's car her trunk is so large because it's a Ford Fusion from uh, 2008, so it's the bigger trunk. Yeah, we managed to put a full size buck in there. Nice. It's just been it's it's like so. I managed to put the head in there, fold the seat down. Yeah, she went around to the back seat and she grabbed the antlers, and I had to lift all the body weight by myself up and into it. And it's like it made it, we we made it work. That's we cool. got it done. So it's like it that helps, but it's like last season her work schedule she was working saturdays and sundays so now she has moved to a situation where she's working monday through friday and saturdays and sundays Mm -hmm. off which is fantastic and she works for marine credit union and so she's really excited about it because they also have what they call um uh insurance for your insurance for your loan so if you lose your job they can help you with that if if there's a death that happens there's a death benefit where it pays off that stuff Mm -hmm. and it's it's a very valuable tool to have something bad happens like gap insurance for your truck for your vehicle so sense. it's like now it's like we're gonna be able to do that so just like and we'll get pay raise and then i got a pay raise so it's like well now we can be able to make this work and then my sister does has a great fiance he loves to hunt too he only his schedule is he does rotating shifts okay so it's like we, he lets he, they let us stay at his place when we go hunting so now it's of taking a 70 mile drive we get out we get off work come on friday and so Saturday morning, it's only a 15 minute drive and we're right there. Nice. So it's, it makes life much easier for us. And plus it also gets time to spend with my sister and then her, her, uh, f- uh future husband is just, he's just a really good guy. Better than Alaska. Alaska was a complete douchebag. Sure, sure. He was a douchebag. Oh, he was a douchebag. Nobody liked him at, at all. And it's like, and it, cause it's like listening to my sister say, she started taking depression pills oh, for no. it. And it's like, 
and then once he was once he was gone it's like it's like the the, the, the cloud was gone and that's it's right. like it's like i'm finally glad you found something that's like it's it's comparable for you mm-hmm. and then here's a funny story a couple weeks ago or, or back in Mo- or mother's day we were uh out fishing in Lake Okoboji, mm-hmm. and there's I'm listening to all I'm listening to 15 men, all been all been married for 15 plus years, and they're all talking about like what their wives won't let them do. <laughs> and it's like it's like, did you guys go after these women because they're pretty? It's like, what do you expect? It's like I want someone that was pretty and awesome. So it's like it worked out for me. So it's pretty awesome because it's like she she <laughs> likes the outdoors. She's like her wedding ring was not a ring; it was a firearm. How, how awesome is that? And she liked to bow. So it's like you know when you when the gentlemen that are like thinking about marrying or getting or starting to to, to date women, it's like they were at a point in time in their life. Pay attention to that because it's like if they're gonna hold you back from your passion. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time with that because the divorces are expensive. And yeah. believe me, my parent, my dad went through one and it cost him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to mention like mental anguish you have to go through. Oh, yeah. He, he was telling me it's like two weeks prior to a major event, his life was a living hell making because like my mom would make him do all the chores and do everything that needs to get all the honeydew list before he could leave. And it's like, mine's like, let's go. Let's just, let's just go. It's like, these could be fine. We, we can come back to it later. <laughs> so mine today, she's like, uh, I was thinking about coming with you, but I think it just might be better if you go and then come mm-hmm. back home and we'll have a good night. There we go. You know, that one, just from like, and she knows. You know, and tomorrow I have to go meet with a new potential sponsor for the Huntman Podcast with uh, Jeff and Greg. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a pretty cool opportunity. I'd like to go do it. You know, uh-huh. She's like, cool. I mean, she's rolling her eyes a little bit, but in a sarcastic, fun manner. Mm-hmm. Like her, so. But the nice thing is she understands is when the new one comes, yeah. you're going to be there as a solid father and a dad to make sure that everybody's taken care of before... You sacrifice everything else before you can do something else. The yeah. nice thing is like when when your little one gets a little bit older, then it's like, well, now it's like, let's go fish and let's, we'll, yes. let's find out what she like. I'm and then, really excited for yeah. those days. Because yeah. what, what, you have a, your, your oldest is a daughter, right? She's going to be two in September. So she's still so got she's a little bit of time yet. a little crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're having a baby boy in October. So Yay. they'll be about two years apart. And we'll see if October actually ends up being the day. The day Fair enough. Yeah, because like I was listening to Pat Dirk and he was talking about like when he was planning his kids, he made sure it never fell during hunting yeah, season. Yeah, I'm getting real close. <laughs> yeah, like but, well, you know, I got when I when I had my daughter, it was funny because uh, I think it was like I had a, a bit of a dry spell. Um, mm-hmm. I think a year or two dry spell. Actually, no, since I met my wife, I hadn't gotten a damn deer. And pre- <laughs> previous to that I was good for five years straight, and and mm-hmm. then my daughter was born um, in 2017, uh-huh. and I got a doe with my bow, and then I got a buck with my gun that same year. Very cool. And so I was like, look, she was born, and look what happened. So so she's good my omen. Lucky charm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was like, so you'll always have that special moment with her. Yep. Because like with mine, it's like when because uh, when she was four. I had the deer up and all of a sudden like introduced it to it and say just like she's like reindeer it's like we're gonna have that for lunch and dinner <laughs> so I'm like and we're still eating off of it and such yeah I'm looking forward to this this upcoming season uh yeah because like I'm always look, I'm not really always looking for for sponsorships it's like mm-hmm. I'm always looking like what product do you have that's like it's it's it presents that value and the that's new kind of where we're at too like mm-hmm. we're pretty strategic about what's gonna fit with yeah. what we're doing I like I like uh, easy cut they're based out of Illinois. Yeah, I've heard about that. And those guys, it's like I bought the product. I met the the, the VP in uh, Warren's, mm-hmm. and he I saw a saw, and I look, I look at, and it's like, fine, let's get it. So she bought me the saw, and we got the the sheath for it too, and it works fantastic. Easy cuts are one of those things that she that I was I just applied for this, their their pro staff, and it's mm-hmm. like, and I got it, and told him it's like I, I'm part of the bucks. I do the the host and stuff like that, and it's like, and part if you if you bring, bring me on, I'll, I'll always speak about your product and how mm-hmm. well it works because what makes it so unique is that it cuts on the pole. 
mm-hmm. and the four and the strokes, so back back and forth. And so it's always cutting. And the way they have the blades organized is that it always way, has a way to expel the dust. So this way it's not clogging up your saw. Because I mean, I've used all yeah, of them you that you can buy. It, yeah. I've used all of them that you can buy out there from Ozark Trail to, to Gerber. They're, they're, good, they're good products, but it just, it didn't, it didn't hold up season after season where this one did and it's american made and it's and it's and it's close to in the heartland here and plus there are a whole um a hierarchy of different uh uh products here and it, it, those if you're here there's a there's a couple of young ladies here that are here with their parents and they're all like they're all supportive which is fantastic to see we greatly appreciate you guys coming out and, and supporting your family members because it's, it's good to have the young kids there plus it gets you out of the house and you're not sitting out, I don't see a forehead. I don't see the back of the top of your head. I actually see your face instead of saying like nose buried into yeah. a, a tablet the or a cell phone. Looking out this preview of this window on this, on this screen. I know. It's just absolutely gorgeous out there, man. And, and yeah. Was there something else that we should talk about? Well, yeah, I mean, just in general, um, you know, it, I have a pretty positive outlook on life. I don't mm-hmm. um, complain about things. And mm-hmm. I hope that if the merger goes through to go back to bat, um, you know, I use the word if. It's normally not part of my uh, lexicon. I, I try not to speak that way. I try to speak mm-hmm. in foregone conclusions and absolutes if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I think we're shooting for an August one deadline of inking the deal, and at that point, some really exciting things are going to start happening on a major national scale. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we'll have a backing of a very strong team. There's some some VC money that's going to be kind of funneling into that to build out. You know what. What already does exist in the in the uh, segment, um, we're calling Airbnb of hunting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, the challenge of, of accessing public land is it can be crowded. Some people might think it's dangerous. I, you know, I don't necessarily believe that to mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fullest, but um, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. The alternative right now is you can lease land or you can buy it or mm-hmm. you can you know try well, to find permission. correct that. So there's mm-hmm. those alternatives. This is just introducing another alternative. Instead of leasing for a larger amount, for maybe let's just throw a number out there, fifty dollars, I can go hunt this mm-hmm. property that's ten minutes away mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I'll be the only one on that property, and I won't have to pay an arm and a leg to do it, and mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with public land, and you know, it's so that's the the model to a degree. There's a lot more to it than that, but that's as much as I'll kind of dole out there for Fair now. Mm-hmm. But the the where where to hunt comes into play the technology that i have under the hood there it's a lot of um, custom code that created that under the hood for the new entity the problem that exists in the market right now with that mm-hmm. space and it's a very new space is the landowners they want some sort of awareness around a when is the person getting to my property and mm-hmm. where are they mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. because they've been burned by people showing up at maybe the wrong time wrong day Mm-hmm. They bumped into other people that were trying to access the same property. That's a good point. That, and, that opens up a very nice conversation. Yep. Go and, continue. And um, they have trespassed onto mm-hmm. bordering lands and mm-hmm. pissed off their neighbors. And then they then they pull out and they don't want to be part of that program anymore. And so mm-hmm. then it kind of mm-hmm. collapses on itself. So where the where to hunt, the, the technology comes into play there instead of that entity is that that landowner now has awareness. They know when the person got there. There's mm-hmm. an alert that'll pop up and say, oh. Your hunter has checked into your spot and it's real-time live tracking, mm-hmm. right? So now that we know where they're going and then we can, as a business can analyze that data to optimize those properties and say, well, it looks like people are spending time here, but not here. And why is that, right? And as we, you know, we're also purchasing and acquiring land inside of Opportunity Zones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a tract in, in Virginia that's um, fairly large, 200 some plus acres on a river. 
you know, that's a property that we're going to own that's going to be stamped with a new business entity as a post when you walk in. It's going to mm-hmm. have information about what you can do. Mm-hmm. But as we mm-hmm. track what people are doing in that property, again, we can optimize it, right? Like, are they not getting good easement to that river? Um, can we make it better? Mm-hmm. Can we plant mm-hmm. some food plots here for like whatever that looks like? Because it's not just hunters; it's all sort of outdoor recreation. Whether mm-hmm. that's flying a drone, bird watching, hiking, biking, yes. fishing, kayaking, mm-hmm. you name it. Outside, yeah. that's what the entity um, is going to be all about: is providing access to outdoors for anything um, and making it easy. I think that's a very valid point because, like uh, the, the lands I've hunted over the years, I've, I've had a really good um, relationship with the landowners where I don't have to text them or anything to tell them where I'm coming on because where I park at, it's like either park in public on a public spot, mm-hmm. or I park, I park in his driveway. But I always make sure I'm away from where he is at so we can get in there. And it's just like, but seeing that, it's like he just knows that I'm out there because I ask him, "Do you want me to text you? Do you want me to call you?" Yeah, it's like, yeah. don't worry about it. It's just like. When you're out there, I know you're going to be out there. And you're, I know you're going to be the only one out there. And and, and you, and he told me he's like, you have complete control control who, who's allowed to be on there. And it's like it was great because it's like I only bow hunt. So it's like mm-hmm. if there's going to be somebody else out there, they're only going to be bow hunting because there's a couple houses nearby. And it's like I don't want them to to run the risk of shooting through the animal in yes. this way at least with a, with an arrow it's going to stop inside of it or yeah. do a complete pass through. Yeah. But I completely get that because I know um, Steve Ranella and. Uh, uh, Wired to hunt, Kenyon, Mark, Mark Kenyon. Yep. They talked about that and like how to approach landowners and how to maintain that communication and listening to the horror stories that he's went through. Mm-hmm. And it's like that stuff is really like eye opening to me. It's like I even I even print um, online here in Wisconsin. You can print off waivers that you can provide to the landowners. Like here, I'm asking permission here. If you want to send a waiver and let that and stuff like that. And then those the landowners that know about hunting, they know the value of how priceless. Pub, private land or public land is mm-hmm. it's like them being there's like dude, you know they they understand it's like they're not going to mess up their knees or their back or or take them to court because it's like i have they you know it's they understand i have prime real estate it's like they're not going to mess this up because then it's like well then because like as people move away or move on it's like well then now he leaves that gentleman or that landowner with a good taste in his mouth for the next person that comes up and asks and like what what sealed the deal is like he was really appreciative of how we asked mm-hmm. and when he just asked like hey can we come on hunt here and stuff like this like Psh. Go right on had I greatly appreciate it. He said, there's another guy that hunts out here. He doesn't have the time to do it, but he like, would like some help. It's like, that's fine. Let's get us, get us in touch. But we never had it. I think his, his um, circumstances in life has changed. So yeah. it's like, I don't think he has the time to do anymore. Yeah. So but I, I had no problems welcoming him to hunt the land yeah. too. It's like, this way now we, can, we have two minds working on the same property. And it's like, well, that, that could double the trail cams and, and, yeah. and that. Yeah. So that, as long as you have, like the time is like, because I, I went, I did that with a partner, a friend, or an ex-friend of mine, uh, where we went together and we we bought items together, ground blinds and tree stands, and it's like, well, then it's like Who I just is it. When can we use it? And, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's not 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 like that. It's oh, like I it's see, it was a separation of it all because it. it's like he did irreparable, irreversible damage to my ear. And he laughs about it, and it's like it just irks me, and it's like, and it's just one of those things where it's like, mm, I just can't deal with it. And plus, the, the continual lying about it was really bad. So it's like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you gotta, you so, gotta so that's one of the things. Like, well, if I get rid of him, well, this maintains my relationship. And I told him, it's like it's only gonna be me and Alicia, my fiance. So it's like it's gonna be fantastic for the two of us. I wish she was to be able to be here to meet you, but she's currently, actually, she should be finishing up with her fitting. Oh nope, actually, her fittings in 15 minutes. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that's so she's going to get her gown, get her um, wedding dress fitted and such. Part about that is they can't send you pictures. That yes, exactly. So it's like it's a whole like, thing about it. Yeah, show me. I need to get it. Mm-hmm. So she's all excited about that and giddy. So it's like the nice things. Everything is all coming together, which is fantastic. 
fantastic. Yeah. I mean, she's got a great family support, which is which is what attracted me the most to her because it's like she she has a good relationship with her mom and her dad, and and she's got a foundation where she where she wants to go. It's like now just trying to my goal is to help her navigate life to where she where she finds her passion because I like the I love the outdoors I love mm -hmm. absolutely I wish I would have found it before I went to college because I was I would save myself thousands of dollars in debt but uh, it is what it is yeah I'm against them. I wish I could have I wish I had a fraction of the wisdom I seem to have now when I was younger mm -hmm. I'd be a lot farther ahead I think but, but okay. to, to, to quote Joe Rogan we're still idiots we we're still, we still don't know what's going on here yeah. we're still only mid 30s it's like we still haven't hit our 40s or 50s yet because there's there's people listed in this that have all spectrum of ages and I'm sure they're gonna laugh about that about this segment here it's that we're always constantly learning yeah. it's like yeah. and the, the biggest thing is always open your eyes and like I've always learned if your mouth you just keep your mouth shut your ears open and things will work out for yeah. you yeah. like uh for an example, like when I get, there's people that that want my help, and they but they go through other means instead of just coming straight to me. Oh sure. And it's like in order, to, I, I don't find that respectable. It's like if you want, if you need help, come to me because yeah. it's like there's more than one way to, to tie something on. And it's like what I like about the electronic world now is that we can collaborate. Yep. It's like collaborating with you and hopefully sit down with Anthony and then uh, working with people all across the world, all across just the country. Ecosystem, everyone kind of helping mm -hmm. out. Because you know? the way they work, like the way Rogan and, and uh, Tony Hinchcliffe and all these guys have become so popular and so successful is the collaboration with everybody else. It's yep. just because yep. everybody's enjoying and having fun. Yep. yep. Then you're crossing these streams and you're kind of, you know, reverberating out from that mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. having these conversation and seeing you have to drive home so otherwise we would be sharing a glass of whiskey right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like so I do like my scotch <laughs> mm -hmm. yes or yeah, yeah. My, myself too it's like yeah. there's a couple of really cool uh mail ordered uh like you know how you got the mystery boxes for like fishing yeah. and such yep. you could do the yeah, exact same thing yeah, with whiskey right. and scotches and stuff like that cool. I like that's pretty it's a really swell idea because this way you're always trying new stuff yeah, that's a good idea well I know you want to get back out and start filming some folks out there I um, uh, yeah, they're still on another heat right now. They're about ready to start. Looks like uh, Brian is going to. Uh, it looks like he's talking to another group or something because I see they got the arrows out there and everything. So just now, it's just getting all that stuff taken care of. Plus, in this way, maybe uh, I would like to leave this stuff set up so this way then I can bring other people great, in. So great choice. Yeah. Yeah. But um, thank you for your time, Eric. Thank you for coming down here. Cause if not, it's like, I was trying, I was already figuring out how to make sure what time you leave tomorrow to get to yep. your house, to get back. This works great. Across town. So it's great. like, I'm plus I didn't mind the drive and I'm really happy to really finally have met you. There's something about meeting someone face to face mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that has a different, you know, um, response to just doing all the forms. So yeah, you. it is very true. And it's like, and then after this, it's like, I'm going to pick your brain about how do I bring in a cell phone or Skype into this? Cause I'm using, audacity so that's really easy to work with yeah it is that's what i started with yeah all right folks thanks for turning in uh, pay attention you can find all of the platforms of bucks of america podcast and eric where can they find you sure just go to where to hunt app.com that's the word where w-h-e-r-e -E, the number two or the word two t-o um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. app.com and then huntland is h-n-t-l-n-d.com fantastic thank you guys